1: G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. We are talking sell higher, Make the most out of those players that have been killing it and get yourself an even better player on your team. Let's go. Six, Jordan, open. Chicago with the lead. to
0: Not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. LeBron change with no regard for human life.
1: G'day and welcome again to the fantasy, the, sorry, the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball podcast. I am your host Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys NBA and on Instagram at, fan, at Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball. And I'm joined as always by Calamac, the Guru himself. Uh, this time we are doing the sell high show. How are you doing, Cal?
0: I'm doing well. I love sell highs. It's a bit of a reward for anyone out there who has this player. So you have to take you have to jump on this now, take advantage of it, because, um, look, we do not forecast these guys will maintain it.
1: Yes, 100%. That is, that is the gist of the show. And you've learned from experience. Uh, I know last year you were, you were going have. really well. You were, you were crushing the regular season. You had all these players playing out of their minds. Couldn't quite capitalize the sell high. It's hard to do it when you run a podcast and you're talking about these players uh, <laughs> every week. But, uh, yeah, it, it can come undone at the end of the season. So uh, definitely get out there and try and make these deals happen. All right, uh, a, and
0: trades are fun it excites the league it does let's bring some excitement in people's lives
1: yeah uh, yeah I know I know our our league is is very everyone's very tight and, and stuff uh, so hopefully uh, you guys can orchestrate some trades out there so it, it does make things a bit spicier all right let's uh, start with the first one let's get stuck straight into it Cal you've got your your first sell high candidate up for us who is it
0: um I have the unicorn himself in Kristaps Godzingus Godzingus um, yeah look can't rank 10. On Yahoo, he was ranked 48. Um, I feel like that co- goes with a bit of the injury um, concern, which I'll touch on later. Yep. Um, but yeah, look, Luka Doncic has been out for a while. He, he was back today, and Kristaps still played well, so there's a positive sign. He has been looking pretty good, I'll be honest. Um, he, it, since um, Doncic was down, he, he really has been stepping it up. Pretty reasonable field goal. He's getting his threes, um, rebounds, points. His block's always there. His turnovers have also been quite reasonably down as well. Um, so just... Fundamentally just really good everywhere outside of just your usual um assists. He was never gonna give you that. You didn't drop him for assists. Um so yeah, look, Christopher is I think will be on the way down just because of Luca. He's actually in the last two weeks, he's the second rank player. Second rank player, um, yeah. Second rank player. Yep. That's how good he has been putting up splits of twenty six, nine, um, one point four blocks, field goal at fifty three percent. Yeah, which is crazy. Two and a half threes. Um, his free throw percentage as well, five a game, shooting about 94%. Yeah. So pre- pre- pretty crazy stats there. Um, It's it's like literally his New York days, which is nice to see it. Yeah. But the one thing, and that's why he's probably always going to be a sell-high for me, will be the injury concern. He could be you know, playing really well now, but when um, the playoff season comes, he could be down. You, you never really know. He, he kind of has that title at this point for the injury-prone player. And and we know that when Luke is back, he's, he obviously will fall off as well. Um, so for that reason... I think if you could take advantage of it and you could find someone else that could secure, let's say, top 20 value, um, I think you probably should flip the switch.
1: Yeah, I, I, th- I think that's definitely the, the limit for me. Look, he was he was a my guy. He was a fantasy basketball my guy. I tweeted out before the season, him uh, and three other players, uh, three of them have worked. One of them has not. I'm looking at you, Darren Fox. Uh, but he he <laughs> definitely has, uh, after the injury concerns and he's come back. Uh, but obviously, he's not going to be the second-ranked player this season. We know that. You pointed out the fact that he's shooting 53% from the field. That's not going to stick. Uh, he's probably going to shoot less than 94% percent from the free throw line everything else though i could kind of see maybe that means the points come down as well he's probably close to that 22 points per game but 22 9 with a block and a half two and a half threes uh low turnovers uh, decent free th- free throw percentage we we liked him as like a punt field goal field goal kind of guy or a punt assist kind of kind of guy as well um, he is someone who i can see being a top 20 player i think i think that Per game, he can be a top 20 player. We do have the injury concerns, so if you can get someone who is, quote-unquote, durable, who's a definite top 20 player, you might want to do that, especially if it fits your team a little bit better. However, I'm, I'm trying to aim pretty high here with, with the Kristaps' um, sell high. So I think he's a sell high, but I think you really want to shoot for the stars because his per-game value, we know, is is really, really... It's really good. He's he's a very unique kind of player. He's called the unicorn for a reason, and in fantasy, we love unicorns. So, um, you know, do your best to try and to try and sell that. But I would still be evaluating him as like a twenty-two and nine block and a half, two and a half threes, less than two turnovers a game, a good free throw percentage, the field percentage obviously probably closer to forty-five percent. Um, but if you if you value him as that kind of player, I think that's more realistic, and and sort of you can use that to sort of determine. What he's going to be worth on the trade market? Um, do you have any names or, or someone that you'd be trying to get for Kristaps Porzingis?
0: Oh, you throw me in the spot here. Uh, yeah, and look, I, I could I, find some. I probably did, yeah. did. You have one on the top of your head?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I was just going to throw some of the names out there, like a players. I know we're, we're talking injury prone, prone players, but you know, maybe you could do uh, a Joel Embiid or, or something like that. He is someone whose uh, ranking is is down a little bit lower, but I think will outperform uh, Chris Stapps. Obviously, two injury-prone players, so you're not necessarily gaining more risk. You're kind of just trading the same level of risk, I think, is is a player you might want to have a look at. Um, You know, if you want some more assists and things like that, maybe his teammate, maybe his teammate Luka Doncic, and and you, you can deal with that free throw percentage or you're punting that category. Uh, he might be someone like that. An example of players who I wouldn't trade him for, I wouldn't be trading him for Vucevic, Sabonis, Bam Adebayo, who are all those sort of second-round big guys. I think, to me, there's a chance that he beats those players. And, and I actually think that, per game, he will beat those players. Um, it I guess it comes down to your risk appetite. And, you know, we, we don't know, really. I mean, you can say that he's injury-prone, but maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's not injured. So, w- any other names that you can that come out of the top of your
0: head there? I mean, I'm looking at the top ranked centers right now, and it is tough because Kristaps usually does fit a, a certain field. So if you draft him, he probably yeah. was a great fit, whether it's punt assist or um, you know, and punt field goal or something like that. But um, you got some weird names up in the top twenty. You got Valanciunas, who um, we might touch on later. We'll see. You got someone like an Al Horford, who's in the top twenty. Rudy Gobert, who usually is there. Miles Turner. Um, in terms of all those names, I probably think he is worth holding on to. Yeah. Um, if, if you could trade him for someone a bit better in terms of, maybe maybe you need a guard. You get like a Dejounte Murray. I'd be keen to flip that yep. switch. I think Dejounte Murray's had a, a great season. Um, uh, DeRozan, I'd be wanting, preferring DeRozan for what I've seen so far as well. Tatum, I'd obviously t- prefer Tatum. So yep. it's it's pro- it looks like it's actually a bit hard to lock in a better center.
1: It is, yeah. Um, but if
0: you needed some other positions. I do think there's a lot of guys you go out and get.
1: I would agree with that because I think there was a lot of busts in the second round in terms of those big guy positions. So in terms of the centers, that's why I was sort of leaning on that Joel Embiid. He's the kind of only guy that I'd be happy. Look, if you can get an Anthony Davis, sure, go ahead. But I don't think you'd be able to do that. Um, But some of those other guys I wouldn't be able to do. So, yeah, like your Bradley Beals or your Tatums or your Damian Lillards or... I don't know if you can get James Harden, probably not. But, you know, those kind of players would have underperformed so far this season and, and you're looking for more of those assists and and threes and, and free throw percentage. Uh, I think if you can do that, you can. But otherwise, enjoy the ride. Like we, I, I believed in him as a per minute guy uh, anyway. Um, this is just sort of, if you can sort of uh, get the best players out there because of his play recently. Let's go on to the next guy. I want to get your thoughts on this guy in a second, cow Because in our buy low show, we we mentioned uh, we mentioned some players in on the Bucks that you might be able to trade this player for, and I'm referencing Tyrese Maxey, who has absolutely uh, brained it coming out to the start of this season. He was on our on our sleeper show. I think he was a pretty obvious sleeper with um, some of the injuries and stuff. Obviously, the Ben situation over in Philly, but. With all the COVID things, with Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, and all these other guys missing a lot of time, he's been like the only healthy body out there, averaging a a ridiculous, basically 36 minutes a night, getting insane usage all the time. He's the 32nd ranked player currently. Um, The efficiency is insane. Um, Do you think that we are selling high on Tyrese Maxey, and what kind of value are you looking for in a trade for for Tyrese?
0: Yeah, it's it's a hard one to pick just because he's ranked... 32 right now yeah. for the season, and he has been on a tear. He has been so efficient um, over the past. I think it's about eight games. You got a 31 point, 33 points, 24, 16, 22, 28, 24. Um, the man has been hot. If, if I make, if I look at his what he's been put up the last, let's say 14 days, he has been averaging 24 and a half points, three rebounds, four and a half assists, a steal a game, one and a half threes, shooting 54% from the field. Yeah. Um shooting five three throws and hitting ninety three percent of yeah. them so the eighth ranked um, player ranked, in that time exactly yeah. number eighth ranked in the past fourteen days huge so tyrus Maxi has hundred percent been on a tear his efic- his efficiency is kind of like my big surprise he he's coming out of the gates yeah and he really like for the season fifty one percent field goal um super super efficient and and free throws as well so if you can trade him, it's hard to really catch a value just because his preseason was one hundred and fifty. Yeah. And some guys are pretty hesitant to make an early season trade for someone that was had a preseason rank like this. Um, but look, that being said, if there's anyone in the top thirty, I think you should obviously hit flip the switch. Um, I think there is a trade brewing, but that means his minutes will come down, or go up. Um, obviously, he's playing that well, though. Likely go down.
1: He's, he's playing true. He's playing that um, well. The usage, I think, is the biggest thing because he's going to get, not only is he going to get you know, Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris back, but again, if there is a trade with Ben Simmons, there's just another body there. Um, but yeah, the minutes, uh, I don't know, they, they, they seem to trust him and he's obviously putting up the, the stats at the moment. They are still winning basketball games. So uh, I think that they've figured out that he's a good player. Um, so I don't know if the minutes come down, but obviously he's not going to be the eighth ranked player.
0: Hmm well like w- w- what do you think his value would be worth then like what would you be willing if you own maxi right now what, yeah. what are you going to trade him for
1: he's a tough one to peg he really is tough to peg he's obviously. i don't think he's going to be a top 40 player like he currently is ranked on the season so i am very happy to try and get a drew holiday a chris middleton um a brandon ingram potentially um yeah no probably i would i would like a brandon ingram um And, you know, Vucevic, a lot of the guys we mentioned in our buy low show, if you haven't checked that out, check it out. Uh, There'll be a link at the end of this video. Um, I would take any of those guys for Tyrese Maxey. I'd be valuing him more as like, I don't know, 60 to 70th ranked player than the 30th, 32nd that he is at the moment. Because I I have to believe that that efficiency is going to cool off. And the volume was also going to come back, and that's going to take him back a lot. He's not putting up huge amounts of steals. The assists, are, you know, four and a half—it's it's it's okay, but it's not amazing. The threes are, you know, one and a half's not not that good. Low turnovers is also boosting his value up a lot. In the last two weeks, he's averaging one turnover a game, less than one turnover a game. So those are always red flags. So I think his value does have a fair way to drop, and it can drop pretty quickly. So I'd be, I'd be more around the 70th ranking is probably how I envisage him for the rest of the season.
0: Okay, so so you'd be trading anyone in the 60 range? A- anyone bro? top I 50. You, I touched on a few.
1: Yeah, anyone who's in the top 50, I'd be happy to trade him for.
0: Yeah. Okay. I Look, I, I can agree to that. I think, um, depending on who it is. But look, to kudos the person who has Maxi out there. I think you might as well throw some trades out at this point. Yeah. Just, just go, go, go see who you can get for him.
1: Yeah, 100%. See, see what the value is out there. He's a very exciting player. He's obviously a young player and people love those sort of hot names and things like that. So uh, I would definitely be trying to see what value can get. Let's talk about the next guy, Cal. Who have you got as another uh, sell-high candidate?
0: Um, I got Jonas Valanciunas, um, another big man. He has been killing it. Preseason 55, um, he kind of dropped off because of the trade and People didn't know how he would fit with Zion. I, maybe there was some hesitancy there because last season he was also in a bit of a tear. Um, 16th is his current rank for the season. He's, he's pretty much putting up similar numbers to how he closed out last season. Yeah. 51% field goal, um, close to 20 points at 19, 12 and a half rebounds, which is huge. Two and a half assists for a big man, which is pretty reasonable. Um, about a block a game, um, which doesn't hurt either. Really good from the free throw line for a big man. Yeah, so there's okay. heaves and heaves are positive. You know, just net net positive stuff there. So that's why he's at the sixteenth rank. Uh, Do I think he can keep it up? No. Look at this point. Look, yes, if
1: if if never um, comes out for the whole season, yeah, Yeah.
0: but Zahn should be coming back, I think, and 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 that's the big if. So you could kind of. You know, dip him out there, see if people will be interested. I do think, obviously, he will drop when Zion is back because I just don't know how that will work. That's why he probably dropped the 55 during the preseason. The shots will also come down as well, I'd anticipate. So, um, look, you got a bit of time because I I know Zion could be weeks away or whatever, but I do think that there's no issue in just kind of waving him out there see, see what people will offer.
1: Yeah, the other the other risk I think associated with Valanciunas is just the fact that this New Orleans Pelicans team, just like the Houston Rockets, they suck, man. They uh, they're not playing well. Uh, I don't know if I like uh, their coach uh, Willie Green. He does some weird things and uh, puts some weird rotations out there, mixes and matches, and and we see them get blown out a little bit, just like in the last game against Minnesota. You know, he only played 19 minutes because basically, you know, they weren't doing very well, so they tried to mix things up. Uh, So I can see that affecting his value a little bit in terms of minutes played. Um, We've already seen him come back to earth a little bit. The last two weeks, he is the 32nd ranked player, still obviously 20 over 20 spots higher than we drafted him in the preseason, but... Um, like you said there's that looming risk of Zion williamson coming back to the team so if you can get someone who um you know forgets this or, or hasn't taken that into consideration i think uh if you can get a top twenty five top thirty player uh for Valentinus, i think you you definitely do it um would you would you agree Agreed. with that kind of value or, or would you be going higher or lower or what what are your thoughts in terms of the value
0: oh look any anything i mean, anything top thirty i this hundred percent do um, top 40, depends if it fits my team. Yeah can kind of be where I'm standing.
1: Yeah, I guess I also just this is a bit of a side tangent as well. We, we say these buy lows and sell highs and we're talking about rankings and values and things like that. I, I don't always like to, to concentrate on this. It, it, it is something that is obviously going to change very, especially in a head-to-head league. In a, in a roto league, it's obviously a bit more uh, cut and dry. But in a head-to-head league when you've got punting teams and, and you've got different, um, you know, you should be looking at your team, looking how it's performing um, each week, comparing it to the best team. So I know, uh, for example, in our league, I'm, I'm pretty dominant in threes. I don't need any three-pointers. So uh, I almost view the players that I'm trying to grab or add in like a punt threes build because I'm so good in that category. I just, that, that value to me means nothing. So um, use the knowledge of your league and the teams that you're competing against that are close to you to gauge on what stats you need in terms of the ranking, it, it it's less about that. It's more about what stats you're getting. So maybe you want to ch- uh, trade Valanciunas for a guard or uh, a big that gets more blocks than he does, or you know maybe you don't care about the free throw percentage. So you can you can upgrade in rebounds and drop the free throw percentage. Get a Clint Capella or a Rudy Gobert or something like that those are the kind of things that you should be you should be looking at uh, that's my side tangent for, for the day there. Uh, anything to add to that little uh, tangent there Cal?
0: Um, look all I'll say is spoiler Mitch did draft Steph Curry um, but that's all I'll say
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you draft Steph Curry you're pretty good in threes uh, and I'll also add that Jordan Poole is helping me out a bit there too. all right let's uh, let's move on to the next uh, sell high guy another big man. Montrez Harrell. Uh, this guy is not someone who I thought would be doing this. And he is doing this. What I mean by that, he is putting up top 30 numbers. 17.5, uh, 9 rebounds, nearly a block per game. Insane efficiency. The free throw percentage is probably the biggest surprise to me. Uh, he's shooting over 5 attempts at 82.5%. Uh, is that sustainable, Cal? Are we, is, is he a good free throw shooter now? Like This seems like high volume and high percentage. Uh, are we are we thinking this is real now? What are your thoughts on his uh, free throw percentage?
0: Um, free throw percentage is interesting. Um, I'm looking at the previous seasons, about 71% at the Lakers, at the Clippers when he won his sixth man of the year. Yeah. He was only at 66%. So, like, both those are bad. Right now at 82.5, you'd have to say.
1: Yeah, 11% jump with, with more attempts. Yeah, yeah I don't know.
0: Surely it will fall down a bit, but he's, he's averaging five and a half a game. So yeah. like there is some consistency there. maybe he will throughout the bulk of the season. He will Um, obviously, this could be a career year for him on free throw, but I would still expect the 82 to Progress. come down yeah. and affect his ranking. Uh, but that field goal, man, 65% field goal in 10 attempts a game. That's pretty damn good. That's going to carry you 17 and a half points, nine rebounds. The sister there being kind of reasonable at two and a half for a big man. Um, You kind of hope he gets a bit more blocks as the season progresses, but he was never we a draft uh, guy for yeah. your blocks, anyway. So, um, in terms of like field goals, a huge carry. Um, I think obviously thirtieth ranked. We'll, we all kind of said that you know to begin the season we thought he would be pretty good. He's going to get that six man. Thomas Bryant's gone, uh, but look, Thomas Bryant's going to be coming back he will um, be. at some point soon. Yep. So that that should affect him. And and as you touched on the free throw, probably will come down. So there are reasons to kind of sell high at this point.
1: I think. On top of Thomas Bryant coming back, there is also Davis Batans who has to come back. Ruri Hachimura has to come back. Um, Montres Harold's also benefited by Daniel Gafford missing a few games here and there as well. So he's been logged into heavy minutes. So there's three guys uh, that can play a little bit of minutes at his p- uh, position yet to come back. He's also, like we said, uh, benefiting from insane efficiency under one turnover a game the last two weeks. So obviously, in my point of view, that's, that's something that you should always be aware of as something that's boosting their rankings. Um, and he's doing this in only 26, minutes a night so to me there's a little bit of you know if he's already only averaging 26 minutes a night and the team looks like this there's there's a lot of you know a high degree of variance there the lower the minutes are the the more likely that he's not going to have enough time to put up these kind of stats the the field goal percentage is is absolutely insane we know he's going to be a good field goal percentage guy but 67 and a half percent shooting is astronomically high especially on the attempts that he's getting so I can definitely see that even if it goes from like 67% to like 57%, there's 10 percentage drop. And that's that's a huge hit to his value because that's really, you know, because outside of the the points, rebounds and field goal percentage, and yes, the free throws are good. There's, there's no threes, there's no blocks, there's no steals. Uh, you know the assists are there-ish for a big guy, but he's never really done that, so I can expect that to drop off as well. Um, so there are there are a few holes in his game, and and even if we see a slight regression in field goal, it will drop him back uh, a fair way. So, if I can get anyone top fifty for Montrezl Harrell, I I would definitely be doing that.
0: What's your yeah hundred percent? Even like uh, top sixty seventy, yeah. I I'd be considering it for Trez. I think he's due to um fall off. Yeah. Now's the time. Seize the moment.
1: Seize the moment. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I would definitely. Yeah, I think, I think I would draw the line at 60. I don't know. it's Top 70, depending on the player. If I really needed their stats, I might consider it. But, you know, there's a chance that he keeps this up. And I always want to be pretty confident that I am selling high on these guys. So uh, I guess it depends on your situation there. All right, let's move on to the next sell high guy. Who have you got for your last one here, Cal?
0: So my last guy is Gary Trent Jr. Um, who has been crazy, crazy good in steals this season, yeah. 2.1, which is dragging his rank up to the 21st ranked player really so random. far for the season. Yeah, um, His preseason was 166, so he was really sliding in drafts. He was always kind of... I always assumed he was going to be a threes and points guy, yep. um, which usually does fall in the draft, so a lot of players can do that. Um, his field goal, 43%. That's kind of what you expected. He's taken a fair few attempts at that 15, which um, probably is over what I believed he was going to do preseason. Um, another reason why he's also beefed up to 21st is those turnovers yeah. are 0.9 a game. And um, whenever that's happening to boost your ranking, it's usually time to um, sell high, in my opinion, because yeah. that's just, it's just not, not the best way to win. A lot of guys just don't really care about turnovers. It's it's not the great stat because you want to have your points, rebounds, assists, which does obviously yeah. usually come hand-in-hand hand with high turnovers. So, yeah, um, yeah look, I, I, I think the points... I guess could be pretty um, reliable in terms of the seventeen. I do imagine the steel is going to come down two point one.
1: Yeah, I agree. It
0: just seems too high for me. Yeah,
1: yeah. They, they. I do, I do think that they will come down as well. Um, we have even seen in the last two weeks it's down to one point one per game. And in that time, look, he's still the 27th ranked player uh, because he's putting up 3.6 threes and the field goal percentage is really high. The turnover is still low. So, uh, look, he's, he's still putting up a lot, of, a lot of good value even when the steals are down a little bit lower. But, uh, yeah, it's it's been a surprise for sure. I, I don't know. I I keep expecting it to come up and then he'll have a three-steal game. So, it's really random. The, the minute's are obviously very high in Toronto. He's obviously, you know, one of their go-to guys. Uh, we know Nick Nurse plays his guys a lot of minutes. Um, but... Yeah, I have to, you have to think, you know, as Pascal Siakam gets a bit more involved, um, uh, right now Ananobi's out with an injury. Um, he should be back pretty soon as well. So they haven't had a lot of time with everyone fully healthy. And so I think um, the usage of the players like, um, you know, Fred Van Vliet, uh, OG, Pascal, and now Scotty Barnes, I think, you know, Gary Trent is going to be like the fifth guy there in terms of usage, I, I would hope to think that. Uh, maybe he's slightly ahead of Scotty Barnes, I'm not sure, but those two are, are battling for four and five in terms of the usage thing, and I think that's really where all of his value is, is shooting threes, getting a lot of points, low turnovers. He might have a trickle of, of steals there as well, um, and the the free throw percentage is, is obviously going to be pretty solid, but on low attempts. So I think as soon as those the team's healthy, he's going to take a fairly sizable chunk a uh, hit to his value. So again, similar to um, the last person we talked about, Montres Harrell, I'd be viewing him. If I can get anyone top 60, top 70, I'd be pretty happy to do it. Maybe not top 70. Yeah, probably more that top 50, top 60, uh, if you can do so. Because right now he is, he's he's um ranked top 30. So yeah, you, you might be able to pull that off. What what are your thoughts on his value and where you're trying to get a trade?
0: I think like a top 50 guy, I'd, I'd just do it instantly, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I think he's going to jump up maybe in top 60, 70, I'd, obviously consider it, but I think he's kind of destined for about the 80th rank, honestly, for the the rest of the season. I think there's going to be some changes in Toronto. It's the lineup, like you touched on. Um, they've got a lot of kind of look, they've had some injuries and I feel like this roster is going to be experimented with a little bit. And, yeah. and I wouldn't even be surprised at one point, for some reason, he just ends up coming off the bench for whoever, I don't know. Yeah. But I do think things could change pretty quickly on Toronto.
1: Yeah, I, I can see that happening as well. Now, because uh, we think he might be like an 80 to 90th ranked player, that doesn't mean you you then trade for that. Like, I, I still, even if I think that, I, I wouldn't accept someone who's top 70 because or, or around that 70th mark because there is a chance that he's better than that and maybe these steals do stick and, and you know, we, we could be wrong there. The steals are very... You know, there's a high degree of swing going on in that kind of category, especially so. Uh, for that reason, aim for at least like 20 spots, 30 spots of value so to actually get a, a, a quote-unquote sell high. Because otherwise, it's just a trade. You know what I mean? You're just you're just trading him for the sake of trading him. So you're trying to extract value. So I would be aiming for yep, 20 plus spots of value, which for me is that 60 plus kind of kind of range. So I think we both agree in where we we view his uh, his. Uh, value moving forward. And the last guy, uh, again, s- similar kind of vein as, as a Gary Trent Jr., it is Pat Connaughton, um, who is just playing uh, like with the absolute lights out. He's currently the 90th ranked player. On the season, and the last two weeks, he is actually the 37th ranked player. So he's on a hot streak, shooting 3.63s over a steal again. The rebounds are actually pretty solid for the guard position as well. Field goal percentage is the big red flag there 52%. Uh, under a turnover a game again, boosting his rankings. So if you can get anyone in the top 100 for Pat Connaughton, I would definitely be doing it because he's going to be shuffled way back as Drew. Chris Middleton, even like a Dante DiVincenzo, when he's back healthy, when all these guys are getting back up to speed, getting more minutes, his uh, usage and minutes are going to trend down very fast. So anyone at top 100, I'm happy to to take a trade for Pat Connaughton.
0: Yeah, I agree. Anything top 100, he's probably destined for the bench role because Brooke will be coming back as well. Bobby's been killing it, by the way, Big Bobby. Um, yep. Do a little bit of a shout out. Um, but yeah, look, the field goal, uh, 52% and 3.6 three-pointers a game in the last couple of weeks. Pretty pretty high. Um, the, those turnovers at point nine is also just really beefing them up to yeah uh, thirty seventh ranked. So if you if you can convince someone, um, now's the time. Then sure go for it. But you have to expect his usage to end minutes to definitely drop.
1: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I think you know, yeah, anyone a top one hundred you can try get. I, I view him really as like a three point streamer. Like in in a couple of weeks, it wouldn't surprise me if you're just basically dropping Pack Connaughton because he's not going to give you anything else outside of the points and threes. And the points are not going to be very high when all these guys are back healthy and getting their usage up. So, um, if you can get anything that's like a sustainable, I'm going to keep you on my roster kind of player. Then then I would do that because I don't think. I don't think Connaughton is going to be that moving forward, even though he is currently in the top 100 for the season. Uh, I don't expect that to stay. Uh, Anything you want to add there on the the sell-high guys? Sorry, the the sell-high guys or Pat Connaughton in particular?
0: I'm not really. I just like uh, once again make your league interesting. Make some offers. It's always yeah, fun.
1: Make some offers. Get get the get the trades going. You know, I always like to. I I never like to. Here's a little advice for for buying low and selling high. I always like to instead of just floating a trade offer out there with no context. Uh, message message your, the 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 manager of that team. Uh, put in a little bit of a, a reason as to why you're doing it. Make it make sense. Make it. Oh yeah, no. I just wanna. I just wanna get some more assists or whatever. Oh, you know, I don't need these threes or whatever the case may be. Uh, just so it seems more legit, don't just throw out the trade and, and hope that they accept it. Um, yeah, I, I like to, to go a little bit that extra further and I usually find it works, a, works a treat. Would, would
0: you agree with that? It does. You can always persuade someone you, you, you could definitely just make your guy sound like absolute trash. I don't need these threes. I just need some blocks. Like let's, let's make something happen. Yeah. Um, and it, it could be a good way to just kind of downplay your own guy but
1: yeah yeah always uh, always yeah try and get those uh, those trade negotiations going it, it definitely helps uh, but thanks again for listening to the podcast guys or watching along on YouTube if you are enjoying the podcast make sure you leave a like a big thumbs up big fat thumbs up on the video uh, give us a five star rating again reminder we're doing a QA podcast once we reach 30 reviews on the Apple or iTunes podcast so if you're enjoying go along there you don't have to say anything uh, massive no big paragraphs just say something funny, say that uh, Cal's a dickhead or something like that. We don't mind. As long as you leave that five star there, <laughs> uh, we, can, uh, we can be very appreciative and uh, thank you very much. And when we get to 30, like we said, Q&A podcast coming. Uh, but thank you very much, guys, for listening and we will see you guys next time. Laters.